Lots of numbers have been tossed around concerning SARS-CoV-2 in the last two years, and with Omicron raging across the nation and certain people saying that that is a good thing because it's going to create herd immunity, where are we today in the total infection numbers? The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Let's start with the scientific reality that no one can tell the world exactly how many infections have taken place over the last two years. That is simply well beyond our current technological abilities. The data that I'm using for this presentation is from Google's aggregated data. It is current through January 11th, and I'm recording this on January 13th, 2022. Several weeks ago, I did a presentation in which I discussed the estimated total infections in the United States as of December 19th, using the CDC's metric of for every one identified infection, there are four additional unidentified infections. As of December 19th, the best estimate of total infections in the United States was 254 million people in the U.S. had been infected. According to the U.S. Census Bureau's population clock, there were, back on December 19th, 333 million people in the U.S., approximately. So if we subtract the number of total estimated infections using CDC's one to four metric from the total population of the United States, we are left with a number that, again, as of December 19th, 79 million Americans had not yet been infected with SARS-CoV-2. Because of that earlier presentation, I provided the estimated total number of infections in the U.S. as of December 19th, 2021, I used that as a baseline. Then from there, I looked again at Google's aggregated data. I started with December 20th, the day after the baseline, and I looked at every single day to see how many infections, identified infections, were known on that particular day. So I went from December 20th through January 11th, 2022. A point of clarification before I get rolling, there were three days where Google's aggregated data showed nothing. The data just wasn't there. That was December 21st, December 28th, and January 4th. So what I did for each of this, because obviously people were infected on those days, there's just no data showing up from Google's aggregated data. So what I did is I took the day before and the day after, added them together, averaged that, and attributed that averaged amount for the missing day's data. So now, understanding the methodology, total estimated infections from December 20th through January 11th was 11,731,863. And obviously, those are identified infections. Through the alpha, beta, and delta waves, as I mentioned a moment ago, CDC used a metric of 1 to 4 to estimate the total number of infections from the known or identified number of infections. I would suggest that that metric is dated now in the world of Omicron as quickly as it's spreading and with testing shortages. Nevertheless, let's apply that Delta-era metric to the current number I just stated, the 11 million number. When we apply the 1 to 4 metric, we find that the estimated total number of infections in the U.S. is 312,659,300. or 94% of the U.S. population. One would think at 
94% of the U.S. population, the U.S. would have achieved herd immunity. Is there any evidence of that? By the way, I have to ask you that question. Is there any evidence of that? Because if I were to tell you what the situation is, YouTube would take down this video and suspend me for providing you with facts, data, and evidence that it chooses to look at as misinformation because it conflict, possibly conflicts with something that a local health agency or the World Health Organization has said. As I've stated many times before, these punishments, whether it's by Facebook, whether it's YouTube, Twitter, etc., oftentimes it's not because the presenter is wrong, it's because the presenter is first. In other words, the presenter is out in front of the official narrative with the actual facts, data, and evidence as exists at that moment, and large bureaucracies just, just haven't caught up yet. So if these platforms say you are in conflict or you're contradicting what one of these agencies says, then you are spewing medical misinformation and must be suspended. For that reason, I'm just asking you questions. I mentioned a moment ago with Omicron's rapid spread and the shortage of testing at this time that I believe CDC's older era one to four metric is no longer valid. I believe a more accurate current metric might be one to nine. Now, a quick note for the people who engage in censorship at platforms like YouTube. If CDC is still using one to four, I'm not saying I'm right and they're wrong. Actually, my audience, if CDC is still using one to four, then my audience should completely ignore my one to nine. That's just my hypothetical metric for the current situation. So let's be clear. I am not contradicting the World Health Organization. I am not contradicting CDC. I'm not contradicting the National Institutes of Health. What I'm doing is saying if they're still using one to four, by all means, my audience should ignore the one to nine and do and follow and believe passionately whatever CDC says. So if we use my completely hypothetical, totally baseless, could not possibly be right metric, that is if CDC is still using its original metric, if we use that metric, then between December 20th through January 11th, using the 1 to 9 metric, the total estimated number of infections in the United States in that time frame would be 117,318,630. Now, interestingly, if we add that number to the estimated total number of U.S. infections as of December 19th, 2021, we come up with a total estimated infections of 450,318,630, which is 35% more than the total population of the United States. So another question for you, because uh, I can't say anything except ask you questions. Thank you, YouTube. Do you think that with estimated total infections in the United States, using the 1 to 9 metric, being 135% of the U.S. population, the U.S. should be already in herd immunity. And if you believe that at 135% herd immunity should exist, do you see any evidence that it does? I've spoken a lot about my understanding that the vaccines do not activate production of memory T cells. I'm not going to get into that here again today, but I will put a link to that video down in the notes. And I strongly, strongly, strongly encourage you to watch that video. 
I've also discussed two what I consider to be critical questions that as of this moment are unanswered because the government is not doing any research on them. One question involves what happens in the human body with post-natural infection vaccination. And the second one deals with post-vaccination natural infection. Again, I'm not going to get into it here and now, but I'm going to put the link to the video about those two questions down in the notes. To be clear, if 90% or 95% or 100% or 135% of the U.S. population has been infected with SARS-CoV-2 and herd immunity does not occur, it would be the first time in human history that with those numbers from a virus outbreak, herd immunity was not achieved. If, in your estimation, as you look at the data, as you look at what's happening around the world, as you look at the numbers in your country, and you determine that despite those incredibly high numbers of infections, herd immunity has not been achieved, a reasonable person would wish to inquire what differentiates this virus outbreak from all previous virus outbreaks in the history of mankind. And once you lay that question on the table, you find that the distinction between this virus outbreak and every previous virus outbreak in human history is that this one has been addressed by the establishment via mass injection of mRNA technology products. If one decides that the only distinction between all previous virus outbreaks that mankind has experienced and this virus outbreak is mass injection of mRNA technology products. If, if that is, if you determine that that is the distinction in this particular issue, then again, a reasonable person would have to ask whether there's something about these mRNA technology injections that in some cases fail to activate production of memory T cells and in other situations may somehow compromise or confuse or inhibit the function of memory T cells. And again, for platform employees who engage in censorship, I'm not saying any of that is happening. I'm laying out a scenario so that the audience can determine whether this makes sense to them, and if it does make sense to them, that maybe this is a question that should be asked. If you believe or suspect that here in the United States, 100%, maybe somewhere close to 100% of the population has been infected with SARS-CoV-2, and yet in your estimation, you don't see any evidence of herd immunity occurring, you should really watch the video link that's in the notes about that subject so that you'll understand what might be afoot. If you value this sort of presentation, I used to say fact-based, plain speaking, but now because of the censorship on these platforms, it's not as direct and plain speaking as it once was. As you notice, it's kind of ridiculous what I have to do, but hopefully I'm still getting the information across. So if you value having the information getting out, having it get across to the public, then please help me to continue to be here for you. And it's so easy to do that. All you have to do is go to drreality.news, grab a copy of Body Science or Income Tax Shattering Myths. These are books where I utterly destroy with facts, data, evidence, history, law, etc. The falsehoods promulgated by the establishment. And once you've seen the data for yourself and you understand without a shred of doubt 
yeah, you've been lied to for a very long time. I then lay out exactly, in the case of body science, what the physiology is. I lay out exactly, in income tax shattering the myths, what the law has said for more than 100 years about the fact that Congress has never imposed the income tax on the average American who goes out and works for their own living here in the States of the Union. And the universal consensus of people who've read these books is they are phenomenal. They are intriguing. They are fascinating. People have often referred to income tax shattering the myths as reading almost like a whodunit as the facts are revealed over time in history and what the law says and what the Supreme Court has said and the statutes say and the regs say and the treasury orders and the trust. And suddenly this whole world that you've never seen comes to life and suddenly you know whodunit. So get a copy of Body Science or Income Tax Shouting the Mist. Get some fascinating, intriguing, awesome information that will, if you let it, change your life. And in doing so, you help me to continue to be here for you. Thanks. 